Welcome to Roll with the Party, Season 1, Episode 1, The Adventure Begins. Uh, I am Bakery Crew Ken, and this is the Bakery Crew. We're here. First time. Yeah. First time we decided to record. We're going to show you a little bit about our shenanigans and what we do and what kind of nerds we are, and we're going to talk. But I want to toss it over to Bakery Crew Mike. Uh, Mike is the bakery crew, if it could be personified into one person. He started the whole thing. He owns the bakery. Uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about that. That's a lot of pressure, Ken. Uh, I am the bakery crew. Won't set me up for failure. Uh, well, we've played down the bakery since I've owned it, so about 36 years now. We've done everything from riffs to GURPS, uh, D&D, Car Wars. Uh, we've had some unbelievably epic games of 40k down there. Warhammer 40k which on that I giant table. Which I kicked your ass and yeah. works all the time with, with Smurfs. Yeah, that's alright. It's okay. But anyway, yeah, we've done everything you possibly imagine down there. Um, we've, even board games. Magic the Gathering's been a big staple the whole time we've been down there too. Um, we've experienced every type of game that's ever been out, so we've tried everything we possibly could try. We've, we've been playing steadily though, a campaign Every Thursday for a minimum, I, I guess it would be about 28 years. We've had probably, I don't know, a cast of a few hundred people that have been down there to play with us. Uh, we've been fortunate. A lot of them are still with us. Many of them have moved on. You know, they're, they're now in different states and stuff. When they come back, they're, you know, guest NPCs. Yeah, surprise entrance. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I try not to surprise you too much. But, um, yeah, we have a lot of fun down there. We, we try to enjoy each other's company. You know, we bring some beer and pizza and just sit down and have fun. Um, my my main thing is DMing. I DM most of the D&D games. You, you help me greatly. Uh, you fill in when I'm tired or old, which I'm both all the time. Yeah. Um, thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but my main character is Zoshin, which, you know, is uh, a vengeance paladin, which everybody knows, of course, is the best character you could play. Um, in D&D, but I, uh, I digress. Um, but no, we have a ton of fun, and that's that's basically what I want to try to convey with this podcast, too, with your help and everybody else's. We're going to introduce you to the cast of characters slowly, because trust me, all of us at once would be a little too much to bear. I know it is for me, usually. So we'll, we'll um, slowly introduce you to the rest of the people that play with us. Everybody has a interesting perspective on the things that we do and has a really neat background. Um, we have had... Doctors, lawyers, scientists, engineers. We've had gas station workers. Gas station. Well, they're the best. <laughs> Boy, if anybody knows how to survive, it's a gas yeah, station worker right. in Homestead. I okay, agree. that's all I got to say about I that. Agree. Yeah, I mean, a nuclear engineers, not so much. You know, but the gas station worker knows when to roll for initiative. Damn right, <laughs> and when to run. And when to run. When to run. Definitely. Uh, how many players? How many players do we have right we now? We have nine. We have nine players and a DM. Yeah. And that's a lot of people at a table. Not for me. Not for you, but what I'm finding from adventuring out into the world of Twitter and, and learning about other people's games is nine players is a lot. It is. But you know what? A lot of people, we, don't forget, Ken, we, we handpick the people. You know, we, we vet them. We know who we're getting there. We know who's going to come and go. We know their personalities and what they're going to say and what they're going to do before they even do it. Am I wrong? No. Okay, that's how we tailor some of the games. We, we know what they like and what they don't like. So the people that we have there really, you know, they mesh with each other. You know, there, there's times that yeah, gas station worker is going to have a better idea than an engineer. He, he is, you know, because he comes from real life. But the engineer is going to know the math behind that idea, you know, and how to supplement it and how to get it actually working. Um, so I, I think we're lucky. We've been through a lot of people. We've been through a lot of people down there, and um, I enjoy every minute of it. I find a larger group, honestly, in my perspective, which isn't a lot of other people's, I find a larger group is actually much more fun. It's much more a, um, I, I like the ideas that spur from it. I like the, the interactions between the people, and um, I, the only problem is scheduling. And, but we, we make a rule down there. You well, want to yeah. go into that? Yeah, the rule is every Thursday from 6.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. And that's when the game is. We don't 
schedule it different days. We don't schedule it different times. That is when the game is, and it's up to you to make sure your schedule is clear enough to be there. You have come back from the hospital yeah. to, to make a Thursday night game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is no excuse. We have one player that drives an hour and 15 minutes to come to the game. Yeah, you yeah, know? and uh, we, we set that in stone, yeah. and uh, if we, we let new players know right off the bat, these are the terms. If you can make this time, you're welcome to play. If you cannot make this time... I'm sorry, we don't change yeah. the time. And if you start to fail us, you get a couple warnings. I hate to be the you know the jerk, but it's everybody's enjoyment. Right, and everybody else schedules that time. You don't want to waste everybody else's time. I'm already and, playing. And obviously, like people will go on a vacation. They'll miss one session yeah. right. every six months, that and, kind of thing. And in case you're wondering who's talking right now, that is Jeff. We'll hand it over to him. He go is Jeff. another one of the bakery crew. Go ahead, Jeff. Introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeff. I am with the bakery crew for about two years now. And I'm an uh, engineer, as he's referring to. Uh, I work at a secret laboratory that I will not be talking about. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but uh, uh, in terms of the uh, my gaming background, uh, I also uh, was big into 40K, uh, played Smurfs and Tyranids, Boom. and uh, yeah. and then uh, other things, Blood Bowl, um, done Kill Team. Uh, I've, I'm huge into board games. I do all kinds of different board, uh, especially like the newer, the Euro games and the Ameritrash that people, uh, you know, uh, are constantly collecting. He's a fantastic uh, painter too, board, by the Board way. game geek. I've gotten better at painting. I used fantastic. to suck. Uh, the other one, uh, is that I do 3D printing. Uh, so I'm, uh, big recently into resin 3D printing. I got an Anycubic Photon Mono SE. We will probably talk about that sometime in the future. Uh, and and if you've ever seen the pictures I post on Twitter of the miniatures, uh, 90% of those miniatures you see on the table, either Mike bought or Jeff printed. One mm -hmm. of the two. Yep. Um, it is absolutely fantastic having someone with a 3D printer at your game. Uh, and somebody with money. Yes. Yes, yes that too. Because it really brings the game to life. We'll talk about more of that D and is not later. for poor folk but no, anymore. No, no, no games are for poor folk true. anymore. True. Good point. Ken. But go ahead, Jeff. Point. I didn't mean to interrupt oh, you. Oh, no. Uh, so, that yeah, that covers a lot. And um, I guess in the game, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this, but my character is Cog currently. Uh, he is a uh, Warforged coming out of Eberron. And uh, Lady Symbol brought him over to uh, Toril. Uh, it's kind of a uh, oddity to uh, experiment with, and he was placed with the Vanguard to uh, go learn, but also to uh, kind of be a inadvertent spy <coughs> for her. <laughs> so, this, And then I guess I would have to ask the DM if there's anything beyond that, because that's what I've learned so you. far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This D&D this campaign is set in Faerun, in Toril. Mm -hmm. Um, we have been playing this specific campaign for almost four years, or yeah. is it almost five? It's almost five now. It's almost five years now. Um, we have a pretty high-level party. So it's been one week. Yeah, it's been one week in game. We always joke about yeah. that. That It's know. been about a month. Yeah, yeah okay. But yeah, that. we've been playing this campaign for, for a while now, and we've really, I think all of us, have really fallen in love with our characters. And be, having to DM nine players and go into nine different backstories has to be out of this world crazy for you. Um I've stepped into DM a few missions here and there. By all means, I'm a novice. I am. I wouldn't even consider myself a dungeon master. I just sort of help you out so you can enjoy playing a character and as well. And I'm glad of that. Yeah. Mike was our DM for our old Rifts game oh my God. for years. He never played a player character. Mm -hmm. And when we took over this DM, uh, this this dun yeah. Dungeons & Dragons, Dragons game, yeah. mm -hmm. he said, you know what, Ken, how about you step up and, and do this from time to time? And and I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. I can't promise I'll be any good. But we've had a lot of fun. It's been great, yeah. actually. And it's nice, too, because uh, my character is Ocean. I would very much like to expand his lore, his background, his past. Kenny gives me the opportunity to do that. I can't fairly do that as a DM and say, oh, you know, you did this, this, and this, or this is my adventure now. So, right. you know, Ken, you can step in and say, well, you know, I just became a member of the Hammer of the Grimjaws. Yeah. You know, yeah, which, which is, is like, was my main goal for that character. And, uh, which is awesome. You know, for me, that was like the pinnacle of my game. Yeah. You know, not that I'm retiring. You know, no, so no. Anytime soon, but, you know, I, he's level 20 now. Yeah, yeah, he hit level twenty. Yeah. We have we have players from level ten all the way up to level twenty. Mm -hmm. um, 
when a new character comes in, we will give them a boost a couple of levels if, if they, they want. want it. Yes. Some players chose to start at level one. And Shout that's out to fine Josh. Too. Shout yeah. out to Josh. Yeah. Um, but if they want to boost a couple levels, we'll give them up to like five. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to keep up. But then, hey, you're fifth level and you're running around with a bunch of 17, 18, 19th level guys. Stay alive. But and in, in, mm-hmm. again, I think everybody at this table, you know, including Jeff, will agree with me. There's no reason for a bunch of 20s to hang out with a level 5. So you have to have a very yeah. good backstory. you got to have a good backstory. you got to have to have a good reason why you're there. Or, you know, we have a lot of very powerful NPCs that we're friends with now, at, like the symbol. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when Jeff was in... What level were you when you came in the group? No, I started at 1. I thought yeah, so. you yeah. wanted to yeah. start at 1. You know, which is awesome. I, I you know, I, I give kudos. We weren't quite 20, though, I think. No, we were no. around 15, 14, 12. 14, 12. Yeah. yeah, which still a level 1 character, yeah. chilling with a bunch of level 12s. But he had a phenomenal background. He had a reason for being there. You know, the symbol brought him in. And Jeff is capable of playing a, a storyline. And he was an oddity. Uh, he yeah. was a mm-hmm. But everywhere we go, it seems like, oh, we've seen you before. Yeah, but really, they're all <laughs> another inside joke. And the group yeah. kind of took to that. Yeah, the group definitely. Was like, yeah, you're an outcast. You're one of us. Well, sure. we also, you know, it's also nice to have Symbol uh, as a friend. Right. You know, being one of the most powerful mages in all of Toril, you know. Speaking more about the game, um, I'm for everybody that knows, I'm Bakery Kuken. I talked about myself at the beginning a little bit. I played a character named Belkis. Uh, he was never a, trust Belkis. Never trust Belkis. That is not true. He was a life cleric of Ilmater, and he started out with the original party at level one. Socian's best friend. Um, yes, Socian's best friend. I wanted to play a rogue, but I got talked into playing a cleric because we didn't have a cleric. The guy who was no. going to play a cleric yes. decided, oh, I'm not going to be a healing kind of cleric. So, it's called bitching out. Yeah, but anyway, I didn't mind it. I ended up falling in love with the cleric class. I still believe that. The cleric class in D&D 5e is the most, oh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Uh, Utility class Mm -hmm. in the entire game. You can take, you can be anything and be a cleric, depending on which subclass you take. True. Um, A thief cleric's actually phenomenal. um, The the trickery clerics, they're, 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 the cleric class in D&D 5e is by far my favorite class. totally agree. Well-rounded. Well, not that it's my favorite, but yeah, it's Um, good. But anyway, I played the Belkis. He ended up retiring right when he hit level 20. Um, it's, a, it's a whole storyline. It's, it's really far to get into, but he is now in the Feywild. And that's cool because mm-hmm. the D&D book about the Feywild just came out. Yep. And maybe the group might have to go find Belkis for something. That's but possible. at that point, he'll be an NPC. Um, and we'll we'll figure it out as we go. But now I play an arcane trickster. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Hank. He's which a, you started with which technically. That's the character I wanted to start with. Right. And I'm finally getting to play him. Which I love. It's it's different for me though because he's chaotic neutral, so he's not necessarily the good guy. Mm-hmm. And I was used to playing the good guy. Um, but yet the the group seems to like Hank a whole lot better than they liked Belgus, which and they trust Hank a whole lot more than they which trust Belgus, which no. shouldn't. Yeah. But one one rule that Hank has, and he told the party was, I will not steal from you, because one day mm-hmm. I'm gonna get caught stealing, and I'm gonna need you guys to bail me out. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, yep. well, she steal from somebody evil. And and Hank was also a uh, uh, NPC that we interacted with the entire time, kind of always in the background. So we actually had. Yeah, you had uh, a, rapport uh, a slight rapport. Uh, he would pop in to an adventure for a little bit, and then and then go off and actually kind of do like a little off off kilter side quest for us. You know, oh, we need some information. He would yeah go off he and disappear NPC. and go find that out. He was the NPC you'd call when up. Uh, we run out of leads. We need a new lead. Yeah, let's call Hank. Hank was the go-to man. Yeah, and he Which, never really did let us down. No, no, mm-hmm. he was cool. It worked. Yeah, but anyway. We're going to move into a new segment here. Well, I guess all our segments are new. Yeah, all our segments are new. The Adventure Begins. I feel like a virgin. That's the theme for tonight. Speaking of The Adventure Begins, we are drinking coffee tonight from a independent roaster called Smuggler's Coffee. You can find them on Twitter. And we chose their coffee to drink tonight. They are not sponsoring us. We're not getting paid for this. I bought their coffee because I like D&D stuff. And the name of the coffee we're drinking tonight is The Adventure Begins. So right I figured so. that would be the perfect drink to quench our taste buds for tonight. Plus, I'm tired. I'm a dad. I got a bunch of kids, and they're driving me crazy. So yeah. I need coffee to do this. <laughs> Understood. 
The adventure nice. begins. Nice sound effect. That was good. <laughs> felt like I was in a Folgers commercial. <laughs> the best part of waking up. Is the adventure begins? Yes, sure. True. We'll, okay. we'll go with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, segment one, we are going to roll for initiative. So what we did beforehand was we went on Twitter and we asked our group uh, about a bunch of different topics that we should talk about. And the way I figure we're going to do this is each of us is going to roll initiative with no bonuses. <clears throat> Each of us is going to roll initiative on the table, and whoever rolls the highest gets to pick the topic they want to talk about first. And then we'll discuss. And then the next one will go. And so on, just like battle. Sounds good. So we'll give this a shot. I don't know how it's going to work, but let's roll them, but roll them guys. I didn't bring my yellow dice, just so you know. Oh, yeah, so Mike's legendary yellow dice. Oh, well. Well, I got a three, so I'm I got a last. ten. I got a seventeen. A Ooh. seventeen. All right. Ooh. Go ahead, pick from the topic list. All right. Let's start off with we kind of talked about it a little earlier. Let's go with uh, theater of the mind versus two D versus three D. Love Ooh, it. I got a lot of thoughts on this. This yeah. is a good one, Jeff. Go ahead. You roll yes. highest. You go so, first. Um, I mean, you know, generally. D and D started off back in the 1970s. It was all essentially theater of the mind. Uh, you know, you just hung out at a table. You had your pens and papers. There was a bit of math set up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it delved into the fun things in second edition, like Thaco. Uh, but uh, but then it but then it started math. moving into uh, you know more and more people started using uh, maps to plot out their dungeons. So it started to get the 2D element. Uh, then you would have tokens, or maybe you would have one miniature mm -hmm. that was your character, mm -hmm. and all or of the, the big bad, bad guy. Yeah, or the bad guy. And but then a, a lot of the NPCs and stuff they were not represented, or they were a squiggle or a coin or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, and then you get into uh, today's game. Actually, sort of encourages you don't have to, but it kind of encourages you to use three-dimensional uh, minis and also the uh, amount of companies now producing that mm -hmm. beyond the fact that you can now 3D print something that an artist around the world made uh, and then paint it up yourself. There are numerous companies um, that are, are generating stuff. Uh, you've got uh, WizKids, uh, uh, Pezo, you've got um, uh, Pathfinder Battles, uh, Gale Force Nine, uh, Reaper, Reaper stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and all these companies, and uh, that's another thing. I mean, it used to be Games Workshop was the pinnacle of mm -hmm. miniature companies, and I'd, I'd say some of these other companies are catching up oh, yeah. fast. Even I mean, they still produce great stuff in Games Workshop, but they also uh, these other companies have really kind of stepped up. You know, they're they're making some. Really, even Pathfinder majors. has those paper minis for people that don't want to really invest that massive amount right. of money, which is smart. Oh, the Pathfinder mm -hmm. pawns. Oh, they're great. I bought a bunch of boxes. Yeah, and they're on. They're on like little standees. So yeah. you, you use them as two D miniatures, mm -hmm. but they are a lot less expensive for those oh. that don't have the budget. Yep. Yeah, we've used them down at our game several times for quick adventures where you don't want to set up the whole giant scene. We roll out some dry erase maps, throw up some. Yep. Uh, uh, Pathfinder pawns and and we go to work man. and it's great. Here's a cheat code: uh, just keep photocopying those Pathfinder no, pawns. No, 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 no. We don't want a photocopier, do that. and then you have 300 skeletons. If you really need 300 <laughs> skeletons, which we've needed 300, we've skeletons. needed 300 yeah. skeletons. And and I would say even with with our game, I mean, we do do a lot of it is theater of the mind. It yes. is conversations back and forth across the table. Uh, one thing we do a lot of is we will print out character pictures mm -hmm. just you just google google whatever you want images uh of you know a guy with no leg i've not will been get, able to find any <laughs> ugly elven women though okay you know? now, well, that's because artists don't draw ugly no elven they women. don't yeah they don't elves do are beautiful no they're not not all of them i'm sure there has to be one that got hit in the face somehow. Well, don't they get a bonus to charisma they do but that doesn't i think mean, is, or is it just dex i don't know Fivey. yeah I've been playing for a long time. Yeah. I still don't know all the rules. And it, but, yeah, we played Theater of the Mind for years. That's how I always played uh, tabletop RPGs, was mm -hmm. Theater mm -hmm. of the Mind. It wasn't until we started playing D&D that we started getting miniatures. Um, the only miniatures I ever used prior to that was for Games Workshop games. Uh, Blood Bowl, um, Warhammer 40K. Uh, I bought a set of... Uh, what was that other game called? I can't remember. War Machine and Hordes. Yes. I bought a couple of sets of those. We never ended up playing it. Nope. Um, I still think I, I think I have a starter set down in the garage somewhere, uh, half painted. I have, I have a but, question for Jeff. Jeff, do you think 
seriously, because you, you'll have a good opinion on this. Do you think that we now have miniatures and 3D stuff and, uh, you know, you love you love 3D terrain. You have more 3D terrain than I've ever seen in one place in yes, my life. Yes, uh, I will probably do some reviews of Warlock Dungeon Tiles because I mm-hmm. love them. No, they're, then they're nice. They're beautiful. But do you think we we have all that at our disposal now? Is it so we can spend more money? Or is it because, and I'm going to be mean here, is it because now since the technology age is here, because I'm really old, um, that we don't have quite the imagination we once did. And we need to represent that stuff as a physical form on the table so an individual, beyond the actual rules of measuring, which we do, and I agree with you 1,000% everything you said, 5e has brought us into a place where you have to measure squares. Um, Yeah, you can do spells and all the other stuff, theater of the mind, but when the pressure hits as a DM, people are going to get ticked off. They're going to say, no, I'm closer than that, or no, I'm further than that. A real representation on the table stops those arguments. But do you think yourself that imagination is dying and that's why theater of the mind is becoming less needed? I don't know if I'd say imagination is dying. I would say that uh, we have the ability now to, despite it being expensive, it's still relatively cheap. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the past, you would literally have to carve things out of a block of clay in and order to make your own dungeon. So go it just, back and get some wood. I would say it didn't exist, the ability to do that. Yeah. Uh, and one thing we don't do, I mean, there's things like Roll20 where you can do it all yeah. on a computer. We don't do people Yeah, we don't do that. And we don't do that. But We're not I against mean, it. We just no, haven't learned it. at all. I, I would just say technology has gotten to the point. You can do so much more so you can invest it in whatever no. way you want. And no. I wouldn't say we don't have the imagination. Um, I would say... It was a little bit, it's been driven that way, just mm-hmm. from the, the development of a hobby, uh, uh, progression of what's available, what's out there, these other companies coming in, more and more people getting into the hobby. Um, and it's just, with, with greater opportunity, you can do so much more mm-hmm. with it. And the other thing is, even with the miniatures on the table, it, it kind of like takes you into the game. I mean, you can... Yeah, immersion, you, yeah. It, it's, you... you generate even more beyond what's on the table right right you you mm-hmm. put that stuff down and then your imagination takes it even higher no, I agree. you like, can see that dragon flying in yeah. you know, it's even like though being it's just a, kid, a static model being a kid playing with action figures uh, in fact exactly. i think my imagination is even better um okay you 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 get to see a physical representation of your character you get to paint it you get to mm-hmm. put it on a table with with dungeon tiles around it mm-hmm. and it really helps you look around and figure out, well, I'm going to do this next, or I can go over there, or I can do this, or I can send my character there. It's it's It brings out the little kid in me, mm-hmm. and I get all excited, and I get to be stress-free for a night and, and worry about my character and what he would do yeah. and have fun with that. And, and you get to see that on a table, that's, that's badass, man. I agree. I don't care who you and, are, that's badass. And as Mike alluded to, uh, you know, when you are when you have the miniatures out there and, you know, Cog goes left and he was supposed to go right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't deny stuff that. Stuff happens yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, random area of effect things exactly. go off. And, uh, uh, and Belkis turns into a dragonborn. <laughs> it happens. Cog went left instead Cog of right. Cog screwed up. Yeah. Eh, you know, it, it won't work. Stuff out. happens. We don't hold any grudges. No, you but don't. never trust Belkis, right? Yeah, it's right. Belkis you don't trust. That's don't right. Go. Not not Hank. But uh, the, I, have, I do have one more follow up question. Just it's along these lines still. Anyway, um, do you yourself think that? I, I know a lot of people are moving into the digital age, and you mentioned it. And we touched on it about having their characters on computer and having all the books on computer, because you can easily do that. And I, this is a question pointed at you, Jeff. Um, Chip down there has his character on, on a computer and a pad uh, through one of the formats, which is awesome. And our other player, Rob, who is a computer master, has everything you could ever imagine on his computer. And it's ready to rock and roll at a moment's notice. I was wondering, why is it that you take the best notes of anybody? Uh, now, don't forget... I've been down there for over 30 years. You probably take the best notes of anybody I've ever experienced taking notes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I've never seen you touch a computer. You walk in that bakery with as many books as I have every time you come to play. And you pen and paper it the entire time. You're Maybe you're old school. And I love that. That's terrific for me. But why? 
So, okay, number one, I will say uh, my job does preclude me from carrying around electronic devices a lot, so um, that's there is a small impetus there. <laughs> oh, <secret laughs> uh, agent uh, man. Number two, it <laughs> uh, just gets down to, uh, no, I feel like you can, you can, I, I can write and edit faster mm-hmm. with the uh, with the pen and paper, uh, it, and it, and if I had the laptop in front of me, I think I would be spending even more time trying okay. to jot down everything mm-hmm. and make it neat, and it would it would go it would drive me nuts as a person. You'd spend more time formatting your and, sheet, than, and I mean I've yeah. I've made maps of us when we're going into dungeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes, you have. Even though they may or may not be useful in the future, I I have those and. I, I don't think I would be able to as quickly put that into a, 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 a computer pro- a spreadsheet, a right, Word right. file, whatever. And I'm sure there's uh, someone will probably tell me that there's some you know, whiz bang oh, uh, sure app that's yeah. already been generated to do right. all this. Uh, but I, I just find that, that I can grab a notebook and, and write it down just as fast. And the other thing is you can look up, especially all of the base rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, online without any problem. We do that quite frequently. Everybody pulls up a phone. But there's also something, I always have like the player's handbook around the spell list and Mm -hmm. I have the uh, uh, standard armor, I have little tabs tabs to quickly flip to them because it's just faster. You find Kim's spells quicker than she does, Uh which is great. Yeah, for us. Um, takes less than 10 minutes. (laughs) That's an inside joke. We'll we'll get to it later when Kim's here. Oh man. All right, I think Mike's up next. Mike is up next to pick a topic. Uh, there's a lot of really good topics here. I have to say, you guys did really well uh, on Kenny's Twitter. It was uh, phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to do, um, there's a lot here. So I'm going to do homebrew items, only Ooh. because I'm a DM, and um, I love D&D. And uh, I, it's seriously my favorite of everything we've ever played. You know, you and I, Kenny, we've been playing, we played second edition. I, I've played since... The basic box set. I played before D&D existed. It was a board game. Okay, that's no joke. I still have the board game. So homebrew items, and again, we'll touch on technology. I love it because you can go online now and share other people's intellect. You can get a perspective. Same, same reason I love a big group. You can get a perspective of other people that you've never even thought of. You can, you can find an item on there that fills a niche or a void that you never even knew existed. Um, I love the creativity of the world, and the world is very much D&D-centric now, thank God. Yeah, that's one thing we've been waiting our whole lives for. Yeah, you're not kidding. For it to be okay to... <laughs> to not be nerds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, and we'll, I'm sure through, you know, if we keep doing this, which God bless, I hope we do, we'll talk about, you know, the trench coat mafia and all the... <laughs> yeah. Other, uh, uh, and, and me and Kenny going to Catholic school and, you know, uh, yeah. all the wondrousness that we went through as kids which hopefully and thankfully people don't have to deal with anymore. Yeah, but, you guys out there that are young don't have to worry no. about that, and we're happy for you. It's not like, oh, we went through it, you should. No, we're happy for you. Right. You're part of the crew, man. Yeah, but off topic. But anyway, um, homebrew things, items, and creatures, uh, beyond the fact that it's creativity and wondrousness, well, Jeff's very smart, and Jeff is sitting there with a book, and if... Near the end of the game, we are fighting a adult red dragon, um, and then we don't get to finish that fight. Uh, come Friday morning, Jeff is going to look up the dragon, and I don't blame him for that. Oh, because right. Mike would look up the dragon, and we're going to see what might happen and what kind of abilities and things and stats, etc. And if I'm sticking with the book, which sometimes I do, that's what's going to happen. He's going to have X number of actions. He's going to be able to cast X number of spells. He's going to have X number of hit points. Actually, I max out everybody's hit points, by the way. Well, with a group of nine, you have to. Yes, I have no choice. You have all the action economy on the player's side. And everybody wants to get a chance to have fun. Correct, yeah. Just killing something with one hit can be fun, but if you do it 30 or 40 times, trust me, I play Zotion, it becomes not as fun. Right. So um, the the basis is I can now go online or go through some of the myriad of homebrew things. I have tons of 5th edition books that aren't, Dungeons and Dragons directly printed. They're not made by Wizards of the Coast. Right. And I can go through these books and come up with stats. I've even bought you one or two, haven't yeah. I? Yeah, yes you have. And um, we, we can look up things that you don't have access to that have different action economy, different hit points, different stats. The the nice thing, I, and I think, again, both of you here at the table will agree with me, the nice thing, because we've both played games where I, I bring out a, a, a lich or whatever, 
and it ha- and everybody knows what a lich does. Everybody knows what a lich can do. And then you'll get your party pissed at you that the lich doesn't do A, B, C, and D. And they'll start arguing, well, that's not how it works. And that's not what you do. Right, right. You know, and uh, but see, when you homebrew stuff, and our, our group is phenomenal because they just, we just roll with it. We yeah. literally do yeah. just roll with it. Nobody really complains because we got rid of the complainers. We did. Right. And and anything can happen. Yeah. And it's possible. And I, and I never, some DMs, Jeff, <clears throat> look at it that, that they want to win the game. Well, he's going to argue about this, but that's okay. I'm into it. And they try to kill the characters. And, and that, well, that's how I feel, of course. But I, I don't do that. I, I want to get there. I want to challenge the characters. In, but death is a real thing. If you have no skin in the game, there's no reason for you to come down and play. If there's no chance for your character to die, you know, there's no there's no reason to come down and just succeed every... You have to fight for this. Yeah, that's how we play our game, and that's how yeah. we like to play our game. So homebrew helps me with that. That's just that's just the monsters. Now, as far as items are concerned, we're really going to get into the... I love homebrew items. The rabbit hole here, though, too, because there's a lot of people that aren't going to like necessarily what we have to say. I don't, I don't know. But, Maybe they no, will. No, that's okay. They don't have to use it in their game. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, how many how many things can your character to attune to? In, in, Jeff, in the, so, in the game. Well, okay, so we'll we'll have to... Normally, normally. N- we'll have to set that up, though. So my character is an Artificer, mm-hmm. and anyone who has read... Well, there's like six versions of Artificer, but the yeah. one in Everhun, Rising from the Last War. Which is the best one. Uh, y- you gain extra attunement slots, but the other thing that needs to be said, and this we'll probably get into these topics as we go along, uh, our game has a slightly different version of magic items mm-hmm. compared to what is rules as written. Yep. Uh, you can have three weapons, three armors, mm-hmm. and three jewelry other items. Right. So that allows everyone to essentially have nine magic items. Correct. But then with the artificer, you gain an extra of each slot. Mm-hmm. So currently, Cog can have 15 items. That's right. Uh, and he will gain two more as we go along. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will be a lot of magic items. And, uh, you know, I, I I do min-max in my head. I mm-hmm. do all that kind of stuff. But I've also, I've been working with Mike. I don't want to make, I don't want to do stupid stuff. I don't want to make uh, Cog have an AC of 48 so that only a natural 20 right. can hit. Now, it'll keep mm-hmm. happening because Mike does have a die that rolls natural 20 on right. every other roll. Right. So, and it has been checked. Don't worry. We yeah. even did a salt test. We did test. the salt test. Uh, he used <laughs> 38 pounds of salt to test my little yellow dice. And yes, it's actually, uh, yeah. it's perfectly legal dice. I had to go buy salt <laughs> at the bakery after you were done. Thank you for that, by the <laughs> way. Um, but, but I mean, we, we balance that out and and we're not going to talk about this now but i mean also we have items that are standard items yep. that we have banned from the game mm-hmm. because it's not that they wouldn't work on our game they OP. kind of uh we'll, we'll talk about and i don't think it's part of this topic but it's their their op mm-hmm. uh we'll just i'll throw out one a displacer club displacer oh, that club. just totally changes the game for the character that has that and makes them almost untouchable and for all eight other people at the table players yes it makes it you know, it's just ridiculous. We had a guy have a displacer cloak, and it was gone pretty quick. Yeah. And now, even when you kill a displacer beast in our game, oh, it just disappeared. I don't know what happened. Or you damaged it so bad that the skin is un, <laughs> un, unable to be made into a cloak. You know, you and I were talking about this, Ken, before the podcast, and I hopefully remember. What's the reason why we have allowing so many magic items for each character? Because it's fun. Yeah. Because indeed. Who wants to? I mean, at least in our game. For us. And hey, if you play a gritty, I mean, we play a gritty game. But if you want to play a historically accurate game, yeah, by where there's all feces means, in the streets. Yeah. Sure, by all means, fun. go for it. Yeah. Check that's out check out game. Medieval Times if you really want to. You know, yeah. read a book. Oh my God, it's that, terrible. That's not there's our no game. Fun there. We like magic items. Mm-hmm. We like. We like that feeling of success. We like that feeling of our players right. having a little having a little edge to them. Right. Um, if you take an arcane trickster out of the book, mm-hmm. if I play an arcane trickster, yeah, his personality might be different than somebody else's arcane trickster, but their abilities are going to be basically the same. Agreed. Um, yeah, we might be able to pick a few different spells and tailor our characters, mm-hmm. but really, you get a cool magic item or several right. cool magic items. And you use you could change the whole ability. way your character you plays. Absolutely can. Yeah, I I, I believe Matt, uh, he basically became 
an underwater character. I mean, seriously. Yeah, he got Armor of the Whale. From and, one set, yeah. And it was it was a little, we homebrewed it a bit. Yeah. And, uh, well, it was inspired by Diablo. Yeah. You know, but. And he is now a master of the water. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I was gonna say with the with the homebrew items in general too, uh, you were you were alluding to the variety. There's there's thousands. Endless. I mean, you just go on D and D Beyond. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I find when you're traveling to to search through them that can be somewhat <laughs> annoying is there's a lot of people who just generate stuff to generate stuff. So uh, that can be uh, you know a little a little crazy right. uh, sifting through the chaff, I would say. It can but, be. Uh, but it, it is great. And then there's also, there's some uh, dedicated, you know, Reddit threads where people are generating great items. Oh, they're phenomenal. And, um, and, I, and I think there's a lot of people who do consider balance when they generate them. They so do. They, I mean, yeah. you, you'll see the ones that are obvious. Oh, it's OP. Oh, this does 12d12 damage and all this kind of stuff. There's um, a lot of them for free, like you're talking. Mm-hmm. But you, I've also found through Twitter, there are a lot of artists and, and game creators that have like the Patreons. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm pronouncing yeah, that correctly. Are, yeah. Or they have uh, the Kofis where you can buy them a coffee mm-hmm. and they give you access to things they created. Yep. And they've gotten artwork made or have made it themselves to go along with that item. And I've, I've subscribed to a couple. I've bought a couple of coffees mm-hmm. just to see what, what it's about. I belong to six Patreons. Yeah, and yeah. There One's is a map. One. There it's is awesome. some fantastic yeah. consumer mm-hmm. uh, community content mm-hmm. out there that is just... Yeah, if you're that cool and you're gonna come up with an item that that's gonna that I really love for my character, I'll give you five bucks. I'll give you ten bucks. Sure. And, right. and the other thing is, I mean, yeah, some of them are just tweaks of items that exist in the mm-hmm. books. But it's like, no, but that's yeah, that's, that's great. Perfect. It's mm-hmm. perfect. It, it it changes that and it makes it much better for this situation. Yep. And uh, you know, and it and then you might use it once and it might end up in your D bag for, for you know yeah, five years. Forever. Hey. Uh, but then that's also the fun thing is we'll be playing a game and someone will go. Oh yeah, don't I have that item like in the bottom of my well, key bag that uh, my was from favorite, three years ago? And my favorite thing about Cog <laughs> is uh, the group was watching him buy a whole bunch of very low-level, basically useless magic items. None of it was necessarily homebrewed. There was a few things oh. that were, and we always said, "What the hell are you going to do with that?" And then the next sixteen adventures that went by, all of a sudden, you know, he's got a. F- uh, a folding, folding boat. Folding boat. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's got... <laughs> Immovable like, rods. He's like, I have, I have something for that. Yes. Bebop, boop, boop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. You do it better than me. But yeah, you know, so then he, all of a sudden, you know, Cog's throwing it out there. And we're like, oh, shit, you saved the day. Thank you for that. That's awesome. You know, so... But the, the basic thing is I'm a huge fan. That's the bottom line of homebrewing. My imagination is massive. But again, just like having the nine people around the table... Um, I feel that, you know, my imagination is limited to my intellect. And, you know, we only have so much time mentally, to co- now I do, to concentrate on the actual game, you know. And, and I try and have a lot of things that are planned ahead. But when we go shopping, when we do shopping adventures. I love shopping games. You know, I want to make sure I have a store full of stuff, you know, yeah. that I can provide to the characters. You know, if you go to a weapon store, you're going to find, unless it's a you know crappy weapon store, you're going to find every different kind of weapon you could ever imagine, um, you know, from rapiers to great swords to bows and arrows, everything in the world. You know, Cog's always, always looking for guns and schematics and stuff, you know, but, and, but I have all that stuff. Yeah. My phone is probably going to explode someday because I have so much stuff downloaded on that. That's my, my lifeline, you know. And Lots then, of ideas there. And then the biggest question is you got to worry. Is it cursed? Is it cursed? <laughs> yeah, you yes. can't tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah D&D, you can't <clears throat> tell if it's cursed with an identify. No. So you just got to figure it out. You got to wing it. And, you know, sometimes it's cursed with fun. Oh, like the shield. Yep. Like and the then we got revenge. Can, can tell the shield <laughs> oh, story. Oh, my gosh. So. And then I'm sure, Jeff, you, you tell him about the revenge. Go ahead. One of our players right now who is, is he's not playing currently. He's recovering. He had a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to go through treatments. It gave him superpowers. It did. Yeah. I mean, he tried to set Jeff on fire. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He gave him the superpower of pyromania. But, yeah, we knew something was going on, and he went and got checked out. When we started singing at the game, yeah, we thought, wow, okay. But Rob, Rob is recovering. He's doing fine. We still make fun of him because we, no, we're not going to treat him any differently. He's bald now. I think that's about the only real difference. Well, that couldn't hurt. Okay, sure. Anyway, uh, he was begging for an animated shield. All he wanted was an animated shield, Mm -hmm. and he went to three or four different shops. Yep. On our shopping trip, and nobody had an animated shield. Just wasn't available wasn't there 
So finally, he wanted to dual wield while a shield protected him. That's yeah. what the deal was. Right. And that's a little bit ridiculous. It's, it's okay, though. I mean, but, but I mean, he was pretty powerful, and I didn't necessarily want that to happen yeah. at that time. So he finally gets to a shop, and he goes, Let me guess, you don't have an animated shield either? And, and, and Mike they goes, said, We do. Oh, yeah. We have one left in stock. Excitement. And he buys it. Mm-hmm. Sight unseen, he buys it. Yep. So when he activates it, and some, I think it was like a game or two later, he activated it yeah. in a fight. Big mistake. And by the somebody way. came after him, and the shield screams in terror <laughs> and tries to run away. It animates and run away. It was a cowardly animated shield. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and it screamed it was... in terror. And then when it did. Well, Rob grabbed shot. it to yeah. block a shot. And when it. it did block a shot and it got hit, it screamed in pain. Ow, you're killing me. You're, you're hurting me. Stop it, it. And with the voice you did mm-hmm. with that shield, we all died. And, and Rob looked so defeated, he wanted to cry. Rob died but, inside. And, and, and for the group, one of the more entertaining things was attempting to return the shield. Oh, that was great. And we took it back to the shop and tried to get them to take it back, and they refused. I mean, we were able to remove the curse and you know, unattune it from him. Right. But, uh, you know, we were in the shop beating on the shield, so it was screaming. <laughs> and right. making, yeah. and yeah. making <laughs> all the other uh, the patrons of the shop, like, just, what the hell is going on here? And they but were, that wasn't enough, was oh, yeah, it, Jeff? They were, they were refusing to take the shield back, and mm-hmm. finally... Uh, uh, that was towards the beginning of Cog's tenure. Uh, there's a silly little uh, artificer built-in cantrip that lets you put like a 20-second phrase on a on an mm-hmm. object. Oh, so yeah. So the door. Remember Cog went did? and made the front door of the magic shop say, "These people, this place cheats people out of their money, mm-hmm. and uh, you can't remove that piece of magic." Uh, you could, I guess, you could do a full-on dispel, but well, know, they, had they to never, put a hole in the they door. Yeah, they, they had to get a hole in the they door. Ended, they ended up ripping the door off the building uh, to get rid of the uh, the magic door. Well, so, it's a good thing Cog doesn't have uh, uh, vicious mockery because that was not the most <laughs> clever thing to put up. Although it was true. True. Um, this place cheats people out of their money. People, pop This place is a bunch of cheaters. Fraud, fraud, fraud. Fraud, fraud, fraud protection alert. He, was, he turned into Angie's list keep... for a minute. He did. It was great. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next up on the list, we, oh, I guess it's my it's turn. you, baby. Host gets oh, choose. Yeah. It's my turn. Mm-hmm. Do it. Pick wisely. Um, we're going to stick with. Uh, the D&D theme we've been going on since that's what we play most. Sure. We have other non-D&D, other nerd-related things here, but Quite a few. Eh, let's stick with D&D tonight. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with best class, favorite class, least favorite class. Mm. All right, so I think the absolute best class in D&D, and I'll go through mine and you can comment on it. Yeah, and don't worry, we'll, we will. We'll I will. We'll get your ideas, too. I definitely will. Uh, I mentioned it a little earlier. I think Cleric <laughs> is the best class in D&D. Mm-hmm. You can be sword and board. You can cast. You can focus on casting magic with the arcane cleric. Um, you can be just a total buff to your party mm-hmm. with the grave cleric. Um, there's so much room for uh, who you worship and how you worship and and what abilities you can take. Cleric is really. I, I'm in love with the class. Mm-hmm. I think it was extremely well written. It's very versatile. Um, I think it's a great class. Secondly, my favorite class. Wait, wait, this is now your favorite class? Yeah, I think the best class is Cleric. Okay. My favorite class is Rogue. Oh. Absolutely. Okay. I think there are a few good Rogues. Um, I feel that some of them could have been written a little better. Mm -hmm. I love the Phantom Rogue. Oh, that is um, But it's just a little underpowered, in my opinion. Is that the one that comes back from the dead but didn't know it came back from the dead? Yeah, kind of. It kind of was... shown a vision of its death where it mm-hmm. was spared yeah, yeah. when a whole town was killed. So the crow. Kind of, Maybe. yeah. You could kind of play a crow-like yeah. character that's, with that. Okay, that's badass. Um, yeah. It has this ability where it can do damage. Um, it can do basically its sneak attack damage from range, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering it correctly. Okay. Um, I really like the Phantom Cleric, or I'm sorry, the Phantom Rogue. Uh, I love the Mastermind Rogue. Uh, again, I feel it's a little, it's written a little underpowered, um, but absolutely rogues are my favorite class. I feel like I'm at home playing a rogue. Uh, I like to be a wise ass. <laughs> I like yeah, to be, really? I yeah. like to be tricky. Um, 
the rogue I'm currently playing, he loves to steal things. He doesn't really, he's not all into the killing. No. Uh, yet. We'll see if being with that this may group forces him to do yeah. that. But he'd rather not kill someone. He doesn't necessarily or, or care. Or have someone else kill them. Yeah, right. He doesn't <laughs> care if someone dies. Um, oh, yeah, the Phantom Rogue and the Tokens, tokens of the, of the Departed. Departed. That's my favorite part of that game. Oh, the Soul Trinket. Um, yeah. You can contact someone yeah. from the other side yeah. through a Soul Trinket. Because I have an NPC made up that's one of those that you haven't met yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. They're, they're great. Yeah. Whenever I uh, I was DMing a game and I attacked you guys with uh, the oh, spirits. Yeah. yeah. And I mm-hmm. matched up Assassin Rogues with... Clerics, right? With Grave Clerics. Yeah, yeah. And gave the Assassin Rogues uh, double damage mm-hmm. on their sneak attack. Yep. Uh, with the uh, Grave Clerics uh, domain power. Yep. And... I was the closest I've ever gotten to killing your character. Zoshin's our tank. He's oh. our he's our badass. It, it, I, I thought you got no 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 no. I didn't kill you. No, when you brought that death tyrant. In, oh yeah, that was close. That's when you. That was close. really close. Yeah. I'm sorry to digress. You're talking, yeah. but no, that was really you, close. That's the only time I really was sweating. But as a DM running that that grave cleric with the assassin rose, was ingenious actually. It was yeah. some. It, it really did, it put some hurt. You guys had to look up well, and say, oh, guys, we got to get our fair, shit together. Not to call you on the carpet, but that's two different character classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the combos are just endless. I went with the best character yeah, okay. and my favorite character okay, and them. took them at you guys, okay. and it seemed to work out pretty well. It did. No, um, no lie. No lie. Anyway, I love rogues. I love everything about their play style. Um, it's my favorite class to play. Mm-hmm. As far as least favorite class... I got to go with Druid. Oh, no. Yeah. Why? Um, at least in our game, uh, we Ooh. we run a high level. Kim is going to kill. I know, but Kim Kim does well. She does. Ten minutes from now, you're going to destroy Ten yes. minutes from now, I'm going to get a title A bunch away. of water is going to fly um, over Druids, eh. They really? just lack luster No, to I me. totally disagree. Um, the animal Give forms they can change into aren't anything real special. No, they can only sneak into a place, look at something. They can steal keys. Uh, um, come on, dude. Not my style. Druids are ridiculously OP. I don't think so. I, I think they are bottom of the barrel. I'd rather play a human fighter Wow. than, than wow. play any type of druid. Eesh. I, yeah, it's just not my thing. I, I think you're going to get punched randomly in no. the face by somebody on the street. That no, it's this. it's okay because I think I think druids are cool. As far well, no, I can't even say that wow. and be honest. I can't even say that and be honest. I'm sorry. I, I, Hate I, me if you want. I think druids suck. Hey, do you want to tell the story about the druid and the other player character that was trying to sneak into a really high class uh, event, and they were trying to steal the. Uh, they were trying to look into carriages and the guards in the carriages. <laughs> that was the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guards in the carriages were like, wait, wait, what are you doing? You're not part of this party. You have you have weeds in your hair. We had a druid and a ranger yeah. uh, that, were sneaking, and that were sneaking around these high-level, expensive, noble carriages trying mm-hmm. to steal something. No, they them. were trying to determine which one... Was the one with the vampire. Yeah, which one was the one with the yeah, vampire? This is the game you were in. Yeah. Yeah. And they were accosted by the guards. And our druid said, oh, this is my carriage. I left my purse in there. And we had to argue <laughs> that she hadn't bathed in probably months. a month. Yeah. Her hair probably had a bird's Her nest teeth are in yellow. It. And there's no possible way the guard would buy. This is outside a very high-class party. No matter how well you no. rolled. Yeah. There's no, no that's, that's not, not your happening. carriage. Yeah. That is not your carriage. Nope. Get the hell out and of here. someone found the perfect picture. I think it was a Radagast <laughs> Brown yeah. from Lord of the Rings <laughs> yeah. and sent it out to the group. And meanwhile, we were all like, and that's it. Meanwhile, not, yeah. not, not to downplay you know, our druid, but the only thing she had to do is turn into a mouse right. or a bird. If you want to check out the carriages, you know, there's a lot of wildlife in D&D. You can be anything. Your imagination is what limits you in this game. Yeah, and... and and I just don't like druids. Okay, I think they okay. suck. Well, that's, that's fair. You're allowed to be wrong. I am allowed to be. Yeah. I'm wrong quite often. <laughs> Today, at least. Uh, Jeff, what, Jeff, go for it, man. Best class, favorite class, least favorite class. All right. So uh, I'm going to change it up because I have a feeling I know where Mike's going to go. So for best class, I'm actually going to go with Ranger. Because oh, boo. Boo? That's second but worst. 
Wow. Wow, geez. <laughs> you guys all are right, rough. All right, I'm going to throw out. <laughs> the reason I'm going Ranger is uh, best class. Uh, similar to what you were saying, I think they're extremely versatile. You can you can basically you can be a fighter-type Ranger if you want. You can go long range and do the classic Legolas Archer-type thing. Uh, you're a half caster. You get access to a pretty decent, you know, round of spell lists uh, as you go through, including healing. And honestly, I mean, if you are a min maxer, there are some crazy things you can do with rangers where mm -hmm. you can make what God, it's like 276 attacks in one. Oh, the volley. Yeah, the volley yeah, thing, yeah. where you like the horde breaker. You have to be breaker. being attacked by a bunch of like <laughs> sprites or fairies or something, but you can literally do them. more attacks yeah. than anybody mm -hmm. uh, with that character. It's uh, insane. Granted, that's how the rules are crafted, but it's just I, I feel like you can do a lot with a ranger, plus it just, in most D&D campaigns, it just fits. Uh, it's kind of like a fire. It's just, it's in that genre. It's in that medieval genre. Our, yeah. Our ranger with the oath bow. That's all I gotta say about yeah, that. Yeah, I liked rangers in second edition. I liked I think the first character I ever played in D and D in second edition was a ranger. Was it? It was Elven Ranger, <laughs> and I thought it was cool as crap back then. Uh, in fifth edition, no thanks. If I, the best ranger build that you can have in fifth edition is the fighter with the bow specialization. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> I know I'm pissing You're off a lot, lot of people. Of enemies today. I'm sorry. I just I that's right. I'm going to bring them all back when I, it's yeah. my turn. Don't worry about it. Uh, go for it. All right, uh, favorite class. I I will go with artificer. I am having a ball. Uh, playing Cog. Uh, granted, he's just like me. He's an engineer. He's interested in everything, learning what's going on in the world, uh, trying to figure things out. You get to play with gadgets. Uh, you get to, you know, like Mike mentioned earlier, you get to figure out nifty ways to use those mundane magic items. Well, you can even buff the party with uh, you, you, Yeah, and then you start picking up things where, yeah, you can, you can, uh, you know, give people extra uh, protection against something or special weapons. Mm -hmm. uh, you can you can just do a lot of really nifty little things uh, with an artificer, uh, and I and I, I really like that uh, that ability. Um, least favorite class. All right, um, I'm uh, gonna do a caveat on this one. Uh, I'm gonna go with wizard, and okay. that's based on our high level magic campaign mm -hmm. I think wizards beyond the they're squishy at low levels mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff that's just classic wizard uh, I think they really nerfed the casting classes on spell slots in 5th edition so I feel like yes. the wizard even at high levels you're only getting one or two of those big blast spells right. you're right and again I'm going with our game if you're playing with like maxed out enemies you're gonna have trouble because that that 66 fireball isn't going to do quite as much damage when you're fighting a lot of When you're fighting a, a number of enemies. Let, let me just say this. You're right. 100% right about the wizard. I will not disagree with you. But, you know, like Divination Wizard, that that guy rolls. Because you can roll three dice at the beginning of the day, eventually. Oh, right, you know. and reuse them. And then you can reuse them against your enemy when there's no save there. Mm -hmm. So you can wait for that big boom and then have them roll one to save. Right. You know, and uh, but you're right. You're hundred thousand percent right, I, Jeff. You're, yeah, but I, I agree. Wizards are really. I mean, I, I actually I will say this. Post They're beyond class cannon. I would be interested in trying a wizard out in our campaign because I think they might die. In well, game. Be a challenge. Uh, don't don't. I'm going to give but, you a big uh, head, but I think you could pull it off because as a wizard, you need to know what not to do, not what to do. That, that's that that is a valid point. Yeah, but, but I just I, I still think that. Uh, Towards the high-end levels, speaking of homebrew magic items, mm -hmm. you would almost need something to double your spell slots. Wizards, Beyond, I yes. know you can do you can do right. spell storage and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, um, but it, it just I feel like you just don't have enough firepower when you're to playing the a high-level campaign. Yeah, I agree. Plus, wizards are book nerds. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. And I'm already a nerd in real life. I don't want to pretend to be a nerd in fake life. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm Some of you. us do. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're good at it. Some of us go to sleep a nerd and wake up a nerd. I'm not good at pretending to be a nerd. I'm I'm a nerd in real life. I don't I want to be a badass. Mm -hmm. So why do you play the characters you play like? You play? <laughs> <laughs> he was a badass. Well, well, no, he wasn't. Eh, he no. did all right. He was. He he did what he said he needed he, to do. Yeah, he whenever he said he needed people. to do it. Right. He protected oh, people. I need you to do me a favor. Are you done, Jeff? Mm -hmm. Tell tell them about Ilmater. Tell give give a background about your cleric character. I know this is off. Yeah, the Yeah, I'm not going to do subject. that in this segment. We'll no, save that for no, episode but that's, two. The reason the reason I liked how you played your character is you personified 
who you were. You personified your deity. Your you were a cleric of Omater. And this is what I'm gonna. Is it my turn? Uh, you done? Yeah, you I'm, can. Do I'm your not least favorite. Okay. So go I'm, I'm gonna go into this. There is no such thing as a bad player character. There is no. Okay. I'll just clip it. There is no such thing as a bad player character, so I'm just going to eliminate that. Um, as, as a DM, you can kill a entire group with any type of character, and that's where I see it from. That's the perspective I see it from. Uh, and you can you can defeat any obstacle with any PC. Now, my favorite, of course, is my favorite. What's the best? The best. Uh, you're not going to hear this. Druid. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Total opposite. Yeah, Druid. Because you don't want to see what I can do to you with a Druid. Never let me play a Druid. You think I'm dangerous with a Paladin? I'm being nice by playing a Paladin. Oh. Yeah. I would love to see it. Yeah. I'm a sneaky son of a bitch like you. Yeah? And, and I would utilize the abilities and spells and powers of a Druid. You'd never be able to kill me. I mean, it would be impossible. Because I would be able to run and get to where I need to go and do the things I need to do. Especially since we're playing in a high-level magic game. I would have the things that I need to succeed. But, yeah. but having said that, I don't want to play one. No. Uh, you know, uh, I want to be heroic. I want to be something I'm not. I want to be, you know, that's why 90% I think of anything, because I've played a lot of D&D, 90% of the time it's been a paladin. Yeah, except, you do love paladin. Yeah, except when it was just lawful stupid. Um, you know, you can yeah. only, back in the day, you were lawful stupid. I, I'm not going to say good. I hate that role. <laughs> but uh, you would have to play a lawful good paladin. And if you didn't play lawful good, you couldn't be a paladin. And uh, I'm real, real staunch about alignments done in our game. And some of the player characters might say, the ones that play with us now, no, you're not, no, you're not. Well, okay, cool. You think I'm not. But you have a list of but what I have our a list of what are. you are. And then when you go to pick up that weapon that only works for chaotic good people, and you think you're chaotic good, and it sh- it almost blows your hand off from yeah. the damage. Yeah. You're going to be surprised. Because guess what? I'm going to tell you why you're neutral. Yeah. You know, and at that point, we'll have that discussion, and I went. You know, it, it's just the way it is. Like, Chip. Chip hates the fact. Yeah, we've, we've had some good arguments over alignment. Oh, we've yeah. had some great <laughs> alignment arguments. Yes. Yeah. But, but guess who's won all the time? Yeah, the DM. Okay. Well, that's the way it should be in a game. Well, I get that, but I understand the perspective of the character. But well, if you want Mike to, knows the alignments, too. If so. you if you want to play a good character, don't go drowning a 14-year-old boy that has information <laughs> on a group of thieves. That's just not going to work out. It's not going to work out for me. We really digressed from the topic here, but uh, that's me. I'm Mr. Digression. But anyway, the, my, my best character that I would always want to choose to play. Would so be your favorite? My favorite is a paladin. Okay. Um, Vengeance paladin's the only way to go. Their massive destructive capability for damage. Their role-playing capability. A Vengeance paladin has some of the best story possibilities of any other type of paladin, in my opinion. I mean, I, you can come up with any type of story for any character. But a Vengeance paladin, for me personally, I mean, you, you set forward... Having a chip on your shoulder, pretty You've much. You've done that well. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I try to. It, no, sincerely, I'm not teasing you. You've, yeah. you've done the whole vengeance thing well. It, it it does sometimes come off as arrogance and, you know, being a, <clears throat> you know. But, it, you know, that's fine. That's the way I want to play him. Again, I don't want to play myself in a game. I want to play somebody that's strong, powerful, and capable. And I, I remember Zoshin running around, and, and the way I see him is... You don't necessarily have to like Zoshin, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care, but you will know he's there for business, mm-hmm. and you will respect that he does get your respect. And I play chaotic good for an alignment, so that allows me to do the things I need to do as a paladin. And vengeance fits chaotic good in my mind, and you know, honestly, in reality, better than almost any other alignment. Um, my least favorite doesn't exist. I don't like bards only because, you know, to me it was like bards were put in as an afterthought. Bards have had many nasty encounters with yeah, the vampire. We've, we've <laughs> had that's some. not intentional. That's yeah. really honest to God, not intentional. Yeah. But you've had a lot of anti bards, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of jerks that were bards. But again, that's just who you ran into. Yeah. That's like we had one game recently where everybody's like, well, everybody was a jerk today. You know, yeah, you're in a place full of jerks. Yeah. yeah everybody was a jerk. That's right. You know, if you go to a, a plate pen, you're going to find a lot of kids. 
you know, if you go to a place where there's a lot of jerks, you're going to find a lot of jerks. Yeah. Yeah. If I, you keep trying to, to talk down the shopkeeper, he's not going to be so nice to you. No, trust me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to start raising prices. Yeah, like. yeah, right. Uh, yeah, we've had some run-ins with bards in our in our game where I think it was like two NPCs we've run into that just happen to not be good guys, and they just happen to be bards. So bards yeah. have kind of gotten a bad name. We had one PC. Was Steve a bard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He well, played a bard. I think that has a lot to do with why people don't like bards. Yeah, that didn't that. go well. Yeah. Um, and but, maybe we'll have a topic about man, problematic players maybe, someday. Maybe we will someday. Yeah, that might happen. Add but, it to the list. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> yeah, that, was yeah. a, that, was, that was an experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it definitely was years experience. of experiences, yes. But, yeah, we've run into a few bards that we didn't like so much, and now bards in our game are just immediately not trusted. But we do have a player character in our group that is a bard. Now we do. Yep. And that's still fresh. It, and the only reason she got in is because Hank, Hank vouched for her. Hank, yes. Um, the bard's played by my wife, Lisa, by the way. And who does a very good job. And I would job. say, though, uh, a lot of us aren't really sure what she is yet. Nope. No. So I think she does it intentionally. Yeah, she. I don't think she's come out and told everybody she's a bard. She's, she hasn't come out yet? Is that what you said? Well, she's that come too. Out she, she plays a... She, see, I don't know the right role. term. Homebrew. Uh, she plays a college of... Oh, Jesus. College of the Drag Queen. The Drag Queen, yes. College of the Drag Queen Which bard. is homebrew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, we, oh, she found that online. Let me and go said, way back. Hey, we want to play this. Um, yeah, great. Jeff does DM occasionally. Kenny DMs a lot, and I DM the most. Anything that we bring into the game, player-wise, if like a player Jeff comes up to me and Kenny, or you know, uh, let's say um, Matt, who you haven't met yet, comes up to, two of the three DMs have to agree with whatever the homebrew is. Right. Yeah. So Lisa found the College of the Drag Queen. And honestly, it really wasn't OP. It was very good. And it's what you wanted to do. It's what you wanted to play. And she could basically disguise herself as a man or woman. And, you know, uh, her her ability to do her spells was based off of not just a vocal component or, a, or you know, it was her performance. Right. You know, and it's uh, and she does it. She does it well. You know, so we had no problem with that. You know, which reminds me, I still have to show you my WP chain yeah. uh, stuff for, for Zotion. But yeah, drag queens, chains. chains. Yeah, We're good. Whips, chains, pain. We yeah. love it. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's, it's been a cool experience so far. I'd love to get her on to talk about that. Oh, yeah. She, don't worry. She'd love to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and how we play it. She's still new to the group. Uh, she's, well, she's not. No. Her character. Correct. She played a ranger all the way up to like 17 or 18 mm-hmm. and then she got a baby t-rex and she's raising it and she's her ranger has kind of retired temporarily to raise this baby t-rex the only way in our game that you can retire a character um, is if you actually physically retire a character you would actually have to find a family a home and, and leave and that's it you're done yeah that's the only way you're bringing in a secondary character um, in our game or you have a very good reason for leaving the game. You can you can join the symbol. Like if the symbol cog came one day and said, "Hey, Hank, the symbol wants you to work with her," and you were interested in bringing in, you know, one of the best characters in the game, a paladin, you know, we would yeah we would be like, sure, you know, if you want it. But you would have to have a good reason in our game. And for us, you know, she has a baby T Rex. It's going to need food. She needs to stay behind. She needed to get a bunch of people to do us a, a small um, bovine. Uh, you farm. know, farm, yeah, yeah. so we could feed it, right? And, so we can actually feed that damn. And when we weren't really joking earlier, I mean, I've been in the game for about two years, mm-hmm. and I think it's been literally two months max in game time. No, no, I think it's, no. Been, it's it, been really three and a half. Do you want me to go four? to the Cogventory? And you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do keep the best notes, no, but I, I trust your. Judgment. But I, I know your ring was out of commission for a month, and that took forever. That took over six months. Yeah, it might have been in, a while in real yeah. time. Yeah, it might have. But we, we so. do we play every day. I don't know if every DM out there plays every day. Yeah, we don't. But we don't fast forward downtime. Yeah, no. But I was gonna say in 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 terms back to uh, 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 Lilith's character going off for this T Rex. Mm-hmm. That's gonna take years. Oh yeah. And in terms of our game, that is multi years. Yes. In order to, for that time to elapse. Yeah. We have way gotten off topic here, guys. I'm and so that's, sorry. No, I think no, that's no, my no. Fault. That's what we do, and that's why we. But anyway, reel it of course, in. Paladin is my favorite. Um, the best is, I hate to say this, probably Druid if and, it's played right. That's fine that you're wrong. You know, that's, yeah, I am, I, you know, it's all right. <laughs> don't worry, I'll, I'll kill Hank with a Druid next right. game. Right, you and can you'll see. bring it. Yeah, don't bring worry. It. I will run away. Yeah. <laughs> so not, no. not faster than a well, cheetah. we'll see. There you have it. See? Um, 
Well, and think... there is no bad character. No. There's only people that don't have the imagination to bring it forward and play the character properly. Um, Cog is right. The weakest character, I'll use that term, is probably, unfortunately, the wizard. In the our only... game. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is With just our, our game. high magic. Right. If you have no magic in your game and you have a guy that can cast fireball, guess who wins? Guess who wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, also, guess who dies first? Oh, yeah. Whoever can they've cast, got they're four getting, hit points. Everybody's going yeah. after them first. Everybody's going, oh, unless, yeah. they're, unless they're moronic. Yeah. Oh, let that go. Oh, we can wave his hands and make fire. Yeah, let's not kill him. Well, anyway, to wrap this back in, we are going to, in the future, do different kinds of segments. Mm-hmm. If there's something specific you want us to add to this list for Roll for Initiative, by all means, let me know. Send me an email, put it out on Twitter. Um, I'll attach all that stuff to the show notes. Um, let us know what you want to hear about, and we will absolutely give you our opinion because that's what we like to do is mm-hmm. talk a, a lot. lot. A lot. Um, we also plan on doing product reviews in the future. Um, if there's any products you'd like us to review, by all means, Please. send me a message. Or send us the product. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, I mean, that too. Know. But, yeah, send me a message. Let us know what's out there. We buy a lot of stuff. A lot. We buy a ridiculous amount of stuff. We've, ridiculous. All of our lives, we've been gamers, and now we're adults with stable income. A bigger house. And <laughs> we can store it, and we buy a lot of stuff. So and understanding life. Point us in that direction. Yes, 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 yes. you do. Well, you got so your wife you to play the game. Shh, don't tell <laughs> my secrets. <laughs> you got your wife well, to play the game. She's so buying miniatures now. Next time you're like, hey, well, you got her painting. Yeah, she's she's exceptional, too. We'll get into that yeah, later again. Yeah. Um we have a few other ideas for segments, um, but I think that wraps it up for this first episode of The Adventure Begins. We could talk hey, all night. It's been great. Yeah. We Well, thank you for listening to Roll With The Party. Uh, I'm Ken. Mike. And I'm Jeff. And we will see you next time. All systems.